Wednesday? Wednesday? What? What Wednesday? What is that? Word. 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 Welcome back into Leafs Lunch here on TSN 1050. I'm Mike DiStefano with Jonas Siegel of The Athletic. All right, first and foremost, you got to grade it. How was the sting? That was our that was the inaugural sting for Word Association Wednesday. How was it, Jonas? So far, I'm really impressed. All that right. was strong. Like I like I like a tie-in like that. I like good music. I like it. I like I'm into it. it. We'll keep the we'll keep the bed underneath a little bit. Give us some you know, some background music for the segment. All right, so the way that it's going to work, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read out a sentence and read out a statement, and you're going to use one word to describe it. So it's that word association game, right? What's the first word that comes to your mind after I read out this statement, whether it's a stat, a question, uh, you know, how you're feeling about something. So let's get going here. Jonas, one word to describe William Nylander's game-winning goal last night. Determined. Ooh, I like huh? that one. And now you want me to talk about my yes. choice of word? And yes. Why was it determined the first word that popped into your mind? Then? He just made that happen against, obviously, Tarasenko turns the puck over, but like he turns the puck over because William Nylander makes him turn the puck over. And, and like you mentioned before, once he gets in alone, you're you're thinking he's going to score. Like There's some guys who are like, eh, he get a breakaway, he's probably not scoring. Yeah. TJ Brody, for example. Exactly. Like, <laughs> obviously. Like, William Nealander's in his own class, and, like, this is, you're kind of seeing him really, really, really come into his own this year. Like, obviously, last year was impressive. I think he's probably taken another mini step this year. He's on pace for, I don't know, like 90-plus points. 48 40. goals, 93 points. Yeah, and, like, we, we never talk about that contract anymore. That contract's looking pretty good. That $6.9 million cap hit. And, like, this was the thing. Like he's just going to continue to get better and better and better. And the goal scoring obviously has come on this year. We mentioned, you know, his vision, the way he sees the ice, the way he can pass, and determination. If like he can add that more consistently, which I think he has year over year over year, he becomes like Sheldon Keefe has mentioned. He becomes one of the better players in the NHL. I'm curious if you think what we're seeing from William Nylander this season is this. Is this peak Nylander, or do you think there might even be one more gear he could get to? I mean, Keith has mentioned this before. He said that he still thinks that there's more that Nylander can do, and I think what he's talking about is defensively, if he can continue to be a little bit more, I think the word that, that kind of sums up Nylander's career in this respect is engaged, <laughs> another word association. Yeah. So like, if he's just a little more engaged, a little more consistently, I think that pushes him up a notch, but I think this is we're getting pretty close to what his ceiling is. Like if he's a 50-90 guy or a 40-90 guy, that's pretty good. Like that's that's, that's elite elite elite. Oh, I mean that's that's top line winger status on most NHL teams, realistically. Like there's not mm-hmm. many guys who you can count on for 40 goals, 90 points um on on a season and that's what he's on pace to do this year. For me, the word that I want to describe that goal, explosive. That was Uh. an explosive play, an explosive goal, and the explosion that he needed out of those quads to get separation from Vladimir Tarasenko last night um, and then just to coast in, make that move on on Bennington and Rufit. 
I think it was a very explosive play out of Bill Nye, the backhand guy. Last well, week. I can tell you that that is something he works on a lot, his explosion. Yeah. Like, one of the things he does after, I think, every practice is he'll just stand at the blue line and go through the neutral zone and just stop, start. Like, first step, explosion. And he does it every time, and he goes through a series of repetitions, and he's built. Like, I... I you can't really tell sometimes with all the equipment. Like he's a he's a built dude. Well, you didn't see those commercials, those sauna commercials with those massive quads that he has. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that that was real. No, you're telling me that that was CGI. No chance. No chance. That's that's real. It's real stuff right there. Actually, or was that Spezza actually that had the massive? That was Spezza. Force? But that's okay. Oh, Don't yeah, give a plug unless you're getting a plug. Unless you're getting a, a cut. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, you can tell. It's really starting to, to show his explosiveness. And, I mean, he's a guy who seemingly gets a breakaway or two a game. So mm-hmm. it's 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 definitely uh, paying off. That's it. Practice makes perfect, kids. So there's uh, an example of it. All right, next one, Jonas. You're feeling around Ilya Samsonov play as of late. Last three games, 4-0-0 goals against with an 8.52 save percentage in his last three starts. Expected. I mean, this was his Come first on. eleven games. Yeah, his first eleven games, he had a nine thirty nine save percentage. It it, it, was, it wasn't going to last. Like he was going to yeah. come back down to earth. This is he's not going to be this. Like you know, his last three games, eight twenty one, eight forty two, eight eighty two. Like he's not this, but he was going to come back down to earth. Like he had played really well. He'd probably been a, a bit lucky some nights. But this was expected. Like he was going to come back down to earth. He's, I think, he's at nine twenty now for the year. Yeah. Even that's still a bit high. It, that's what happens. Like he, he's not Carey Price. Yeah, I guess the word that I was going to use, which is very similar, is just regression, right? Like that's yeah. But when you say expected, it's like yeah, I expected him to let him four goals for the next three games. It's like ah, not necessarily. But I think this is just regression, right? This is something that he wasn't going to be a 930 goaltender. He's not going to be an 850 goaltender either. This is just a way for those things to kind of even out. And at the end of the season, maybe a 910, 911, 912 goalie. Um, I think we'd all be pretty happy if, if that was the final, you know, his final save percentage at the end of the season. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not worried about it. Like I said, I think this is a little bit of a blip, but something that I think now we can start to kind of focus in on and see how he can progress coming off of these games and uh, you know how he starts to play in the next you know three to five starts. If this continues for a couple more, then maybe the word would be a little bit different. Maybe the word at that point becomes concerned. If it's like five, six games in a row where he allows four goals. But so far, uh, I think just this is just slight regression. All right, next one. So you're Connor Timmons. How are you feeling with the impending returns of Rasmus Sandin and Morgan Riley? Fine. Because, like, I I can't control that stuff. Those guys have come back. I'm playing Connor Timmons now. This is role play. Yes. How about yes. that? <laughs> I can't control that stuff. Like, Morgan Riley, he's the team's best defenseman. He's going to play when he comes back in. Rasmus Sandin, before this, top prospect for the team. He's going to play when he comes in. All I needed to do if I was Connor Timmons is, one, stay healthy, because obviously that's been an issue the last few years. It happens. And and 
perform how I can perform. And, you know, I talked to him when he got traded here, and that was one of the things he said. He said, I want to prove that I'm an NHL defenseman, and he is proving that. Like, it's still early. He hasn't played a lot of games, but he is showing why he was a pretty well-thought-of prospect, and you can kind of see a lot of the tools. You mentioned the size before in the show. Like, he's 6'2". He's a right shot. He can move the puck. He is proving what he wants to prove, and, and that's all he needs to do. And eventually, things have a way of sorting themselves out. You mentioned Justin Hall as a UFA. We'll see what happens with Jake Muzzin in the future. We'll see what happens with, I mean, the whole team in the future. He's putting himself in a position to be in the NHL long term. For me, I'm going to use, uh, I don't know if it's a word or a sound, but it's, ugh, Ugh, is the word. It's like, again, I'm off. Is that allowed? I, hey, it's my segment. I can do whatever I want here, Jonas. U-G-H is how it would be spelt in, you know, a story, so we'll call it a word. It's, it's ugh, that's the feeling I'm getting. Um, look, I, I think if you're Connor Simmons, you've played well enough, I would say. Look at that. Josh showing us that is in the dictionary. It is a word, ugh, and it says used to express disgust or horror. So it's, you know, discuss that. It's, I played this well, and I still am not going to be an NHL regular. And I understand that with the Maple Leafs, he is the odd man looking, you know, the odd man looking in. He is the seventh best defenseman, you know, at this point with Toronto. So from a Toronto perspective, I understand it. But if I'm Connor Timmons, I'm looking at my entire career, and I'm like, this is happening again. Happened to be in Colorado. There was a lot of good defensemen, a lot of good prospects, and they decided to move me out to Arizona. And then I couldn't get into Arizona. The injuries occurred, and then I couldn't really crack the lineup for whatever reason when I was with the Coyotes, and they traded me to Toronto. And then I sat for a week or two before some injuries piled up, and I finally got myself into the lineup. And now when guys are coming in, I've played well enough, I believe, to consider myself uh, you know, as good as a regular NHL defenseman. I've played my way into becoming or at least solidify myself as a, a third-pair guy. But unfortunately, due to the way that this team is set up and due to the skill level around me and those guys having spots in the lineup, I'm going to find myself up in the press box again. Ugh, the, 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 the horror of what my career is turning into. That's a very negative attitude. If I'm Connor yeah, Timmons, well. that's not the right attitude. How can he be excited about sitting up in the press box? Go ask Frankie Corrado how that felt. Yeah, but it's not the same situation at all. Kind of. His situation is unique. Like you, you mentioned, you kind of skimmed through the the time in Colorado. He was hurt for he missed an entire season. Yeah, like he was hurt for most of that team, and that that team had some pretty good defensemen. Like it's not, and it's the same kind of situation. I know you're alluding to it here. Like they have a lot of defensemen, but you got to think bigger picture. Like we're thinking into the future. This dude's only 24. Long term, he is setting himself up to be part of this team. Long term, like it's early. He hasn't played that lot of games. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jonas. <laughs> From the age, they say that like the age of, and by they, I mean like defensemen will tell you this. the The age in your early twenties is a chance for you to really start your career and solidify things. You know, it's very. It's not common that we see guys at twenty five, twenty six finally break into the NHL. That's not true. That's Defense, not true at all. But this is a chance it's the he's opposite. missed out. Here's what I, what I mean there is he's missed out on all this development time. And and the only way to develop is to play games. That's what I mean by that. Not necessarily break into the NHL, but he needs to play games in order to progress himself in his career and he hasn't had that opportunity at all. And now he's not going to play games again just based on the depth chart. Not on Do you know what happens on the depth when chart. you Do you know what happens when you start thinking that way? injuries happen 
and suddenly, all of a sudden, you think you're not going to get to play, and you get to play because injuries yeah. happen. That's it's going to happen. Like, he's going to get opportunities. And if I'm him, I'm feeling pretty good. He knows this team. He knows the, the personnel. Like, obviously, he dates back to Kyle Dubas from the Sioux. He knows yeah. that they believe in him. He fits their style of play. He should be feeling pretty good about himself right now, I think. You're, don't be negative. All right. So we'll think a little bit more positively here. How about this one for uh, for positivity? Connor McDavid's odds at winning the Hart, Art Ross, and the Rocket. Strong. Huh? Yeah, realistic. I think he's like. Has that? I I didn't look. Has it ever been done? It has uh, to have been, right? I'm sure it's been done. I mean, probably. I mean, Gretzky probably did it once upon a time. I would think. I don't actually know that, but just based on how his career has gone, I would assume. Like, which one is he unlikely to win? Like, he's right now. I, he's at 31 goals. He's five up on Tage Thompson and Bo Horvat. Yeah. He's got 67 points, which is 10 better than Leon Draisaitl in second. Ike Ross is, is in the bag. That's the okay, most so, likely for him to win, in my opinion. So he's going to win the MVP, right? Like, that's probably All, in the bag? Also likely to happen, but the MVP is a weird one where it's like, oh, you know, he's plays with Leon Draisaitl though. Like, is he that valuable? Then you get into the whole discussion between what, how much value does he have compared to other players and – yeah, That's but like, who's even who's even the sec? Who would even be second on your ballot right now? Well, for MVP? I, I agree with you. He'd be he'd be number one on my ballot. Like he would be. I just know that there's a lot of voters who think that way, and it's like, well, is he really valuable if he has a guy like Leon Draisaitl with him, who's also number two? That's so. And what if they don't make the playoffs? If they don't make if, the playoffs, well, that gets interesting. I mean, I still voted. I think I voted him first the year he didn't make the playoffs is that for MVP. Yeah, and I feel pretty yeah. good about that vote because there was some argument. Do you remember? You probably remember this. There were people who would put him on their ballot, but they're like, he can't be first. And I didn't understand that logic. But anyway, like I think, I think his odds of winning all three are very good. Like, yeah, he's going to win the scoring race, like you mentioned. He's going to win the MVP almost certainly. And I, I don't know who's going to challenge him for the the rocket. Like maybe Austin Matthews goes on like a forty and forty kind of run, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I think, uh, where did I see this? The Athletic, uh, your, your pals at The Athletic did compose like some sort of uh, list for, was it mid-season or at December mark, about where they voted on uh, who's going to win awards. Mm-hmm. 75% said Connor McDavid will win the Rocket. Tage Thompson came in at second. And then uh, Austin Matthews didn't receive a single vote for who they believe will win the Rocket. So he's fallen off of a lot of ballots here. As uh, as they get into November and the goal is still not coming, he was 82 percent at the beginning of the year, and I've got McDavid at 75.7 leading the way. So interesting there. All right, Jonas, what do you think? I like it. I think this yeah. game is great. There we go. It's got legs. It'll make a return at some point. Maybe next Wednesday. Maybe the Wednesday after. But it's now a segment that we can do. Uh, whenever we feel like it's on a Wednesday. Word Association Wednesday, the first one in the books. It's got the Jonas Siegel. Uh, it's got the stamp of approval. These eyes have seen a solid segment. Would you say that, Jonas? I would, but can I just add, uh, Josh just sent us the hard odds from FanDuel. Uh-huh. This is nuts. Do you see this? Yeah, I am. Do I you want to read it? Connor McDavid currently leading the way at minus 145. Uh, and next best is Jason Robertson at plus 800. So there is a 
sizable gap, a massive gap between That's a first, gap. And that is a gap. And, and I mean, yeah, like Robertson. He's not winning ago, MVP. A He's month ago, not. he was much closer. A month ago, I would have put Robertson up at the top, I think, to be honest with you. But at this point, he's kind of slowed down and, and you know, fallen back to maybe where he's supposed to be. Uh, and McDavid has just picked it up and, and really ran away with it. I'm surprised. We're just looking at the top nine right now that Tage Thompson isn't in the top nine or top ten. Like You probably get some pretty points. good odds. What about Mitch Marner? I yeah, mean, right I, now we have Matthews is plus 2,500, so 25 to 1. Yeah, I, and I personally, I would say that Marner's been more valuable than – than Austin Matthews, so I would probably take that value. Both Thompson and Marner sitting at uh, plus thirty-five hundred. Oh, that's to, pretty uh, good, Josh. That might be worth a sprinkle, maybe. Although it's if you not going to happen. McDavid's right? going to run away with it. I guess you're kind of lighting your money on fire, but um, eh, maybe plus thirty-five hundred is not terrible. Terrible odds, that's for sure. Getting a little bit from it.